Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. This is Steph Driver, and I am joined by Dan Saracini from Lighthouse Hockey. How are you tonight, Dan? I'm good. I'm just awaiting this enormous snowstorm that is going to come and obliterate all of us uh, I'm sometime tonight. Pumped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, should be should be something. Although these things tend to tend to fizzle out, uh, you know, before they actually hit us. But it's going to be well. It'll be something. We'll see what happens. Excellent. So what I want to do is talk about the impending doom that is the Philadelphia Flyers game tomorrow night yeah, <laughs> against yeah. the New York Islanders. It's going to be funny to see which of us can be the most pessimistic about their team's chances tomorrow. Somebody, somebody's <laughs> going so one of us is going to be wrong, but we'll see. Neither of us seems too high on the outcome. No, I don't think so. So I just looked at the Islanders rank in the standings and, and I didn't realize that they had fallen quite a bit from the last time we played each other. Tell me a little bit about what's going on there. Uh, yeah, it's been rough. Uh, going into November, they were like, I think 15, seven and something and everything was going great. They were in the top three in the division and everything looked great. And then just the bottom fell out. And there's a million reasons why um, Yaro Halak had a terrible November and Grice is, Thomas Grice has been terrible all season. And uh, they just could not make a save at any point in any game. Forget about stealing a game. They couldn't even make a, a routine save. And every game the Islanders won was like five to four, six to five. And for a while it was okay because they got these top two lines that just score pretty, pretty frequently. But then um, in the, into December, the, uh, that, even that couldn't, they couldn't even sustain it. Their, their bottom six is a total mess. They, not only are they not scoring goals, but they give up shots all the time. They cannot can never possess the puck and like even exit their own zone, which is mm. extremely frustrating. Uh, Halak has been better over the last couple of weeks, and it's actually funny. They've lost their last three games, 4-2, 6-1, and 5-1. And you'd be hard-pressed to fault Halak in either of them, you know, wow. even though he gave up five goals. It's like when you're giving up a goal and um, they lost in Colorado on New Year's Eve and – um, every goal was off of you know multiple rebounds that he, he gave up to Colorado players and that were not you know taken care of, and uh, and they've also lost Johnny Boychuk and Calvin DeHaan on defense, so they're playing a lot of young guys, uh, which is not really optimal. And you, know, you could argue that they, their defense wasn't great with those two guys, but without them, they're even worse. So uh, yeah, it's been as great as November and October, and November were. Uh, December has been just the total opposite and. As of yesterday, uh, they are out of the playoffs right now, uh, mm. thanks to a tiebreaker with Carolina. So, yeah. well, I, I'm familiar with how that feels <laughs> <laughs> down here in the basement of the Metro. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned injuries to Calvin DeHaan and Johnny Boychuk. Now, I've loved Johnny Boychuk for a while. Is are things not going well with him? Uh, was he skating today? Yes, he did skate today. He was week to week. And now he's apparently hour to hour. It's very strange. Okay. He's got some mutant healing power, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and he just came back. Um, now, the Islanders have a back-to-back. -back. So they play the Flyers on Thursday. They play the Penguins on Friday. 
So there's a possibility he won't play in Philly. Probably he plays Friday at home against the Penguins. Um, but <laughs> they clearly need him, and he you know wants to play. It's a lower body injury, so who the so hell who even knows? Is? Yeah, we have no idea. Uh, Dehan though is he he might require so- shoulder surgery, which Ooh. is basically probably going to be it for the season unless they make some kind of miracle run to the cup final or something. And he's a UFA at the end of the year. So, you know, that's the worst time you could possibly be hurt is when you're an unrestricted free agent. And I don't know what's going to happen to him with or without the Islanders. It's really kind of a shame. So uh, I don't know if Boychuk's going to play. If he doesn't, the top pairing has been Nick Letty and Ryan Pollock, um, who are okay together. They've got this guy, Sebastian Ajo, the famous other Sebastian The, the other one, yeah. <laughs> the other one. They called him up from Bridgeport. He's played the last couple of games. Um, Doug Waite has this rotation. He still likes to get Dennis Seidenberg into the lineup for whatever reason, so he could play tomorrow. We're all hoping he doesn't. But uh, at this point, uh, you know, their D is kind of a mess, so it, it could be anybody. But it, it, 50-50 on Boychuk, I guess. Okay, all right. So you mentioned unrestricted free agent. And you know, you know exactly where I'm going with yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think that there's a legitimate chance that John Tavares leaves? Leaves? Um, yeah, I guess. I kind of go back. I mean, it depends on like how I wake up every day. Whether <laughs> or not I feel- Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, man, he's got to resign. Like he loves it here. And this is his team. And they built the whole team around him. And they, they, he can't leave. I mean, they got Belmont coming. We'll, we'll get to talk about that in yep, a little bit. We'll get there, get there in a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew Barzell is here now. So they got this sort of like one-two punch. Oh, he's thing a they beast. Yeah, he's great. Um, but then sometimes, you know, you read somebody somewhere from Montreal or Toronto or whatever saying something. And I just think to myself, yeah, he's, you know, he, he, can't, it's, he can't stay. This is going to be, this is going to get bad. But uh, he's been he's maintained he's like a robot, John Tavares. He's he's literally like a Terminator. He has one focus and it's on hockey. And he has said the entire time he loves being an Islander. He has loved being an Islander. He is going to evaluate everything when he's ready, and he will he will take everything into account and he will make his determination at that time. And depending on how you feel about the Islanders, that can either <laughs> be a good thing or a bad thing. So yeah. um, we keep this uh, encyclopedia at the site we're on volume two now volume one was twenty five thousand words and volume two is already up to twelve thousand words of all these articles that are written about <laughs> where he's gonna go and these rumors who say who thinks he means what and whatever so uh we keep track and he never changes his story but everybody else's story kind of changes and so all we can do is just watch him and enjoy him and hope that you know he eventually just signs that's the only thing we can do but the belmont thing is probably Probably a big deal, but again, he's going to evaluate everything at the end of the season, so we never know. Yeah. So is the Belmont deal finalized? I don't think you know better than I do. Is is it exciting? Are we happy about it? <laughs> well, I'm definitely happy to never have to talk about okay. stuff ever again. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's finalized in the sense that they won the this RFP, this uh, uh, I guess what is it? Rights for proposal, uh, uh, request for proposals. They won it. Uh, so the land is theirs to build on, you know, building an arena. And the reason they wanted was because they have an arena, they have a hotel, they have a retail village, they have all this stuff. So, I mean, none of that stuff is going to go up, uh, you know, overnight. Uh, so they, they won the right to build at Belmont. Uh, it's a big deal. And, you know, I'm kind of reserving a little bit of excitement for when I actually buy a ticket and sit down and watch a game there. 
but there's a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of power and a lot of influence and they want to make this thing happen not just the islanders obviously in the state new york state but new york racing association wants to apparently build an entire you know racing empire around this thing and get people to the park on days that aren't just the belmont stakes you know so uh it's a big deal and we're all hoping they can make it work and um, you know, it's going to take a couple of years, but if, if they can actually build this thing, and again, I, I don't think they will, but it's going to take a long time to get there. Um, this is uh, something I never thought I'd ever see again, because nobody builds anything in Nassau County. And these guys have figured out a place to build something. And it's pretty incredible. Now, are they going to bring the SUV with them? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That is <sighs> a very good question. Uh, it's funny because. One of the big questions, I mean, there's all these questions. Everybody's like excited. They want to build this up. But then you start peeling away layers. and like, yeah, what about this? What about that? One of the things is where's the parking going to go? Because they're building on a parking lot. So they might have to build some other stuff. So it's kind of funny that, you know, where are they going to I'm not worried about where they're going to put the SUV. I'm worried about where, like, actual fans are going to park. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, maybe they'll put an SUV. I don't think they'll put an SUV in there. But, uh, you know, the, actually, when they moved to Barclays Center, they left Sparky. At first, they left Sparky the Dragon, the mascot. Yeah. At home they didn't even bring him and then people got mad and they brought sparky back and now he's back so i wonder if the same thing would happen with the car <laughs> oh my god so used to the car that they want to bring it back but. i i always said and i think that this has been a joke over at broad street hockey that they should put like they should sell tickets to sit in the suv they did that once they had a contest oh really could, like, i didn't know there. that yeah 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 so uh it's kind of taken on a life of its own i'm actually surprised more stadiums haven't done it. Like the Ducks play in the Honda Center. I, I don't know how nobody at the Ducks is, or at Honda has been like, well, we're paying for you guys for the <laughs> rights to this name. Is put our car in there. Um, but uh, why it was, what I was finding funny about the car is if, if you ever go to Barclays Center um, and you look at the car, there's usually a guy, a white-haired guy with a mustache and like a pullover sweater sitting in front of the car. That's Bruce Bennett. And he's one of the great NHL photographers of all time. He's been covering the Islanders since their inception he's from long island he does rangers he does flyers games and that is his seat right in front of the car and i always really? joke that that's his car that they just gave him a car and a parking <laughs> spot in the arena and he just gets in the car and drives home after yeah that. i definitely know the name i know yeah. he gets credit on a lot yeah. of my a that's lot of my his, articles that's that awesome. is his spot yeah so take a look i always look for him when i see him over there by the car that's excellent that's <laughs> excellent so a couple names i want to discuss next that i didn't give you a heads up for because they just came up to me for me now that's okay um joshua hosang yes. and matt barzell so is is josh hosang with the team this year no well he's not now he was before he is in bridgeport right now in fact he's in wilkes-barre playing uh the penguins right now um it's been sort of a weird season for him. Like we're all excited. I own the ho the Hosang T-shirt. Like we're all excited for this guy. He's got such a great personality, and he's got a ton of skills. Unfortunately, he also causes a ton of turnovers. Mm -hmm. And uh, Doug Waite, you know, after a while, kind of gets you know uh, a little irritated by the turnovers. And um, he's also waiver ineligible, which means they can send him back and pick him up as often as they can because he hasn't reached that sort of threshold yet. So when you're the guy causing all the turnovers and you can't go to Bridgeport without being put on waivers, that's where you go. And, you know, as much as I want to see him up here, I also want to see him be productive when he comes up here. And I'm just going to have to wait and hope that he can make it. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier is another young Islander who is now in Bridgeport essentially for the same reason. Their bottom six just isn't doing anything out there. And he's the guy mm -hmm. who's waiver ineligible. So he is down in the HL. Matthew Barzell, on the other hand, is with the team and is still awesome. And no matter how few goals they score, and again, they've had some struggles lately, um, he's still out there doing his thing. 
his little circles around the ice and he scored an overtime goal. Um, geez, I don't remember who it was against, uh, against Buffalo. That was just awesome. He set up an overtime goal against LA. That was awesome. And he's just great. And hopefully he can, you know, keep this up. And I hear that he's, he's super competitive and he really wants that rookie of the year. So I'm really hoping he can get another, you know, scoring streak in him and, and kind of push that him would, over Brock yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. He's on one of my fantasy teams and I just, I, <laughs> I, hey, good I call. Love I love the kid. I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's great. That's yeah, a good call by you. I wouldn't have thought to even. I, you know, it's funny because Jack Capuano was not really a rookie-centric coach. Like he didn't really like rookies. And Doug Wade is the total opposite. Like Barzell came in, and from the jump, he was awesome. And Doug has just left him there, and he is the second line center now. So we're happy that that happened. But you know, again, they have two great lines that do a lot of damage, and then two lines that don't do anything. So. You know who knows what, what's going to happen, but those guys, those two lines are fun, and the rest of it is a, a disaster. Really <laughs> Speaking <gonna be. laughs> of disaster, so we have one line in Philadelphia who does anything, and <laughs> another three that kind of just are there. Yeah, right. Um, what are you predicting for this matchup tomorrow? Now, I I watched. 90% of the Flyers preseason games, and they were all against the Islanders. So we've seen a lot of you guys this year yeah. already. Yeah. And I kind of know roughly how I think it'll go. I want to see yeah. what you think from your your side. Um, well, yeah, it's weird because they also had that back-to-back -back, you know, situation yeah. you know, back in November. Um, well, I think the Islanders are going to lose, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Um, you know, again, they, they've had, they've got three regulation losses in a row. They've been outscored 20 to th four or whatever in that time. And so, you know, Doug Waits doing what he can, which is like, we got to play with fire and, and, uh, swagger and confidence. And, you know, some guys got to step up cause that's really all the thing he can do. Um, but I just don't see it happening. I really don't until some actual meaningful change happens where some new person comes in or one of these guys changes their entire you know, playing style. I just don't see it happening. Um, you know, again, maybe it comes down to be, you know, your one line versus our two lines. I don't know. <laughs> uh, your your defense with like that one guy who's pretty good and our defense with that one guy who's pretty good. So it could be just that. Like, I don't even know. Um, you know, your goalie that's sometimes pretty good. Our goalie that's sometimes pretty good. Uh, we, I don't even know who's going to start tomorrow. So that's, that's obviously going to be a huge thing too. Could so be Grice, could be Halak, who knows. The good thing about the Flyers and our goalie curse is that I know who's going to start tomorrow because Brian Elliott has started 14 games in a row. Why not make it 15? Sure, why not? Yeah. Why not works. just do it? But I could see this is the situation where I could totally see Michael Norbert coming in, having not played for 15 games and getting a <laughs> shutout. So it goes both ways. You know? it's, it's possible he plays tomorrow. They did. They pulled Elliott yesterday. Right. So we're, we're recording this on Wednesday. So yesterday they got destroyed by the Penguins and they right. did have to pull Brian Elliott, probably for his own sanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what happened to Halak in Winnipeg, uh, in Colorado. They just, it was five, nothing. And they just pulled him for just, no, just to get him yeah. out of there. Just to, you've done enough. You've seen enough. And again, it wasn't even his fault. Just take a seat, dude. And just, yeah. You know, chill out. It's New Year's Eve. Yep. We were five, one after 14 starts and, like yeah. Brian, it's okay. If he had walked right out of the arena, I wouldn't have blamed him. <laughs> Taken off his equipment, like he's out. I'm done. Yeah. So, so this is a real all star game we're looking at. <laughs> it literally could be, it could be think, one nothing. Could be ten nothing. Yeah. 
I, I think that it's going to be fast paced. I think yes. that they'll they'll fly around the ice, and I think the puck is going to go high and wide. Yeah, about eighty five percent of the time. Definitely going to be defense optional. Yeah, and yeah, definitely lots of high wide. So that's I mean that's what happened to get with the Islanders against the Bruins. Any the rare times they got a shot on goal, it careened off into the middle of nowhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, not playing with a lot of confidence right now. I, I don't know. And, and I mean, they've won like twice in Philadelphia in the last like 15 years. So that's another thing that you have to look forward to. So. Well, it's, it feels good for me to hear a little bit of confidence in your coach. We don't have that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the grace period I think is starting to wear off on Doug Wade. Uh, people are kind of like, you know, enough already. He's already gotten like the Capuano 2.0 label, which might not be really hundred percent fair. Uh, just because he was the assistant coach, yeah, he's a great quote, and I love hearing him talk. And like they're they're auctioning off, like they auction off all this stuff all the time. And one of them was like dinner with Doug Waite, and I was like, dude, that's awesome! Like I just want to have dinner with Doug Waite and just chill with him. And oh, that's hear great super stories. cool. Um, as a coach, I don't know. I do like that he's kept the lines that work together, which again was not a Capuano thing. So it already he's already different. Uh, and I mean, you know, with that bottom six again, what is he going to do? He can only mix and match so many guys so often before it just doesn't work. So um, he's definitely a fun coach. He got kicked out of a game in Colorado. He was cursing at the ref and he got kicked out. I didn't that's, know that. Yeah, oh, that's great. amazing. Yeah, check it out. He, he, I mean, <laughs> you don't need to be a lip reader to see what he's saying. And they just threw him out. And I mean, maybe he just wanted out too. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, just, <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I can't. Um, so that's, you don't see that all that too often. And that definitely not something Capuano would have done. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely confidence in him. But, you know, when you look at the roster, again, it's just mixing and matching difference, you know, moving the deck chairs around on the Titanic. Like, there's only so many things you can do. If Jason Chimera only has two goals in 30 games, I mean, you can put him on any line you want. He's not going to score any more goals. So, yeah. yeah, well, it's, yeah. We're also rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Is there any flyer that you are particularly excited about seeing or, on the other hand, really, really unenthused about facing? The, the same answer for both those questions. Number 47, Andrew McDonald. Is he, is he playing? I don't even know if he's, he's, is he's is he playing or is he hurt? Oh, my God. He's playing 25 minutes a night. Oh, awesome. 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 Love AMAC. He's he's a great dude. And that was one of the great trades of the last, like, 10 years with the Islanders. They really oh, – really, And I, I mean no ill will towards the guy. I really – I don't want to see him, like, get burned and, like, get, you know, two-on-ones and stuff like that. I really don't because he's really just a very nice guy. Yeah, and I have all the respect in the world. He played on some really, really, really bad Islanders teams, and he didn't like jump off a bridge or like demand a trade or something like that. So I have a lot of respect for him. But uh, it's always fun to see you know an old Islander and uh, against playing against an old Islander because you know you want to see them get burned. To be honest with you, oh but, uh, yeah, um, definitely not looking forward to seeing Claude Giroux and Wayne Simmons because they're very good and they do. And I didn't even realize. Jake Voracek and Josh Bailey are like tied for the league lead in assists. Oh, and I didn't I know like, that either. Yeah, I mean, who knew? <laughs> like, I know. I, yeah, so so that you know, again, it, honestly, like I could totally see them losing that game eight to one, but I could also see them winning that game eight to one. Like I just <laughs> the Flyers know. are not scoring eight goals. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. They, you know. they got that line. I, Amac could score two goals. You never know. But oh my goodness! So th- we um. <laughs> We had a, a, there was a stat today that we did on our podcast. And, and the only reason I know this is because it was just said out loud to me. 
Right. Andrew McDonald has the same amount of goals in the last two years, the same amount of points as Dale Weiss does, which is wow. <laughs> I, I, the, the numbers that, that's just insane to me. One is a forward, one is a defenseman, yeah. one is supposed to score, the other is not. Yeah, I think I think that that's grounds for instant retirement. If you're mm -hmm. Dale Weiss and like you've got you're at the same point here as Andrew McDonald, you need to you need to retire. That's, yeah. That's pretty awful. How many more years on the Weiss contract? Uh two. Oh, We're in the awful. second year of four. <laughs> so maybe he'll catch AMAC by that fourth year. Maybe because AMAC <laughs> is gonna still be here yeah, for yeah. another two years as well. I think another three years. Wow. That just yeah. The, you know, if 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 they were raffling off a dinner with Andrew McDonald, that would be cool. Yeah. Because I totally believe that he's a nice guy and, yeah. and yeah. would would pick a classy establishment, but I yeah. need him off my <laughs> hockey team. It's funny that that we could have like the Flyers and Islanders could have like a, an alumni game of just guys on signed to bad contracts by both oh, those teams. Wow, yeah, like, we definitely could. We got defensemen that are set, guys that are like, why is this guy, why are we paying this guy so much? Even guys like, you know, I like Johnny Boychuk too. He's a great dude. He's funny. Yeah. He's designed his own hat you could buy at Barclays Center. He's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> They're in year three of that six-year contract uh, that they needed to sign him to because if you let him go after that great year he had, uh, that would have been a bad look. And I love the guy to death, but, you know, every year you get a little bit closer to that, oh, boy, how much are we paying this guy kind of yeah. level? So. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of that going around, and and yeah, it's pretty funny that both of our teams are kind of known for that sort of thing. They they're really <laughs> bad, and I think that we could ice at least two goalies each that are no longer on the team but still getting paid. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> hey, but but Alexei Yashin is off the books, so he is ineligible for that. Oh, uh, that's thing. good. Yeah, it took him like eleven have, years. Uh, Ilya Brzgalov. Yeah. Well, we have Rick DiPietro, so right yeah. for forever and all time, until, the both of us. Yeah. Until until this. Winter storm destroys all of us. <laughs> the, the snow bomb just yeah. <laughs> is going to take us out of our misery. <laughs> That'll be good. Dan, it has been an absolute pleasure. Tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you can read me at Lighthouse Hockey. You can follow me on Twitter at Culture of Losing. Uh, we have an Islanders podcast. I'm not kidding. That's that's my 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 email address too. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Um, we have an Islanders podcast called Islanders Anxiety. My friend Mike and I just, we literally just do this exact same thing. And we just talk about old Islanders that they're still paying and things like that. And uh, so you can listen to that and, uh, yeah, should be good. This has been a great, a great time and, uh, should be a fun game tomorrow for somebody. Maybe for not for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> somebody will have fun. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Basically. It might, it might be the Carolina Hurricanes. Who yeah. Knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it might be, might be, I didn't even think, think about that. Yeah. It might be somebody else in the Metro having the most fun. Right. But one of us will definitely be like, have a begrudging smile at the end of it. Be like, oh, all right. Stay home. Oh, yeah. We knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Thank you again. It has been a pleasure and good luck to the Islanders for the rest of the season. I hope that you remain ahead of us in the standings. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. It's been fun. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall, 
Don't do anything smart. <laughs>